0: Welcome to Starting the Conversation, the podcast which is set to communicate and celebrate the real-life narrative of running a business. If we haven't been introduced before, my name is Alice, I'm a digital marketing coach based in the UK and I'm also the host of this podcast. There's nothing I enjoy more than talking about the often unspoken sides of being an entrepreneur and sitting down in conversation with others who get it. We all know that running a business and being self-employed can be a pretty lonely and consuming experience so it's my intention that these episodes bring a bit of encouragement and community to what you are doing. In today's episode I'll be getting honest about my business this year so if you're ready to be reminded that change can be painful, having no clients is something we all experience and there's power when we share our reality then keep on listening. Welcome back to the podcast, welcome to episode number 27 of Starting the Conversation, and welcome to the slightly new vibe around here. Um, If this is your first episode you've listened to, you will not know what I'm talking about, Um, but if you have tuned in before, you'll know that that introduction is a little bit new, I've changed up the theme song, things are going a bit crazy around here, Um, but no, what it really is, is me just getting really intentional in the last couple of weeks in figuring out what I want this podcast to look like. If you tuned in to episode number 25, you'll know that when I started this podcast, I didn't have the... The most detailed plan. I just knew that I wanted to create something which I myself would want to listen into and would find entertaining and informative and useful and interesting as a business owner and as an entrepreneur. So I was always aware that when I started out the idea and the concept would develop as time goes by. Um, and about a week ago when I was recording a future episode which is all about money that, oh my goodness, I'm so excited to share because I love talking about money, um, I realised a few things. Um, I realised that I really love, listening to podcasts that feel conversational. I realised that I really love listening to podcasts where it feels like you're in the room with the person and you know them and it just feels like a conversation with a friend. I also realised that they're my favourite episodes to record, both if it's me sat on my own as I am right now, on me when I'm sat with someone else, that's when I really enjoy it and really love it. Um, And I also realised that my content that does the best, and by does the best I mean gets the best response and kind of gets the feedback and creates the conversation that I'm intending it to, is the content that I post that is often quite vulnerable or often talking about the topics that we don't often talk about, those kind of, I guess, taboo subjects. So I had this moment and thought, I want to take the podcast in that direction. It already felt like it was going there, but I just wanted to be really clear that the podcast is now going to be a space where I sit down either on my own or with likewise women. It's going to be conversational. It's going to be informal. I'm going to keep in the times that I mess up. I'm going to not necessarily have a re. Um, detailed plan or script for episodes but instead kind of just see where they go Um, and topics wise I want to talk about the stuff that we don't always talk about I want to sit down with people to talk about the sides of running a business and the sides of being an entrepreneur that maybe aren't Instagram worthy and aren't necessarily what we're always used to seeing online or sharing about topics like mental health in business um, money charging your worth actually getting paid as an entrepreneur failure wanting to do when you don't have any clients balancing your kind of I guess, personal life with your business, letting people in, having boundaries, all of that stuff. Not just the negative stuff, but more just the real stuff. So it's my hope that this podcast becomes a space where you can get that real me too feeling of like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad someone else thinks that and struggles with that. But also, I guess, get some kind of helpful perspective along the way I'm not going to take away the episodes where I'm talking about digital marketing I'm just going to do them in a slightly different way and maybe take away some of the scripts from that and ensure that it's still kind of me within it so that's it for what's changing in the podcast but I'm really excited about that change it feels very me and I'm excited for the way that people respond to it and you guys find it. um, It's an exciting move in my mind but today's episode is the first of this change and I couldn't think of anything better to mark the fact that I'm becoming more informal and talking more about taboo subjects than to talk about the last six months in my business and be honest about what that's really looked like. Now, I'm just going to warn you now, I'm a bit nervous to record this episode. This is not something I've we're very used to sharing as business owners. I think particularly as small businesses, we're very good at giving off the idea that we're doing fine and we're doing great and everything's going really well. It's not in our nature to talk about the bad stuff and admit when we've maybe not been as successful as we've hoped we'd be. Um, But this episode feels really important to me. Um, What actually spurred it on is that I shared on my Instagram a few weeks ago Uh, kind of hinted to what the last few months in my business has looked like. I hinted to the fact that there was some months where I wasn't getting any new clients, things kind of dried up in my business and I really didn't know what the next step was or where I should go. Um, And the response I got from that, just from those couple of stories in that one post was actually remarkable. I was so blown away by the amount of people that responded just saying, I'm so glad you've talked about this. It's so refreshing to hear someone talking about this stuff that isn't always pretty or isn't always successful, quote unquote. Um, And that really spurred me on. And I thought, hey, if I'm in a place where I feel comfortable sharing that, which I am, this is an important episode to share because I know that when I was in that place of feeling like a bit of a failure and not knowing what the next step was and just feeling like absolutely everyone around me was being really successful whilst I was getting nowhere and just failing every single day I know how much I would have benefited from knowing that someone else was experiencing the same thing or had experienced the same thing. Um, and I also would have really benefited from just knowing what am I meant to do I think we're very used to talking about the good stuff and the shiny stuff and the successful stuff, but it's really hard to know when things aren't going as well. What can we actually do? um, Kind of, I guess we're used to being very passive when failure happens. Like what can we actually do to help ourselves and get ourselves out of that situation and almost make kind of, our own steps towards where we want to be. So that's what I want to talk about in today's episode. It's not going to be probably the most well-spoken episode I've ever recorded. I've got a few notes, but because it's my story, I just want to share it how it comes out. So I apologize if I mess up a few times or I realize that I'm speaking too fast at times because I know that I do that, but this is real. And I know that this episode is a really important one to share. So I'm gonna ignore the fact that it's not gonna be the most shiny and polished one I've ever created, but it's gonna be useful and it's gonna be real. And it's hopefully gonna give you that feeling of, oh my gosh, me too. I've been there or I am there and just give you that feeling that we're not alone and we're all making it up in some ways we go along and it's totally okay to feel a little bit lost every now and again, or every day, if you're me. So I'm gonna stop blabbing on and giving out disclaimers and actually just start talking about the story. Um, So if you haven't listened to any of the episodes before I've shared a bit of kind of my business story I'm going to give you a really really brief backstory, But you can just skip like 30 seconds on if you already know this and I'm like a broken record right now Um, But long story short I left school at 17 I went into the corporate world for nine months and from then I became self-employed So I haven't had a ton of experience in terms of corporate work I haven't had a ton of experience in life in general. I'm quite young Um, And what that meant is that when I started in my business and when I became self-employed I made so many mistakes I know we all made mistakes but I can probably promise you that I made every single like make sure you don't make this mistake when you first start your business I think I made every single one I'm kind of proud of it because I learned a lot from it but what all of those mistakes meant is that I had to learn a lot very fast and one of the things that I really struggled to learn in my business was rhythm and balance and not working 12 hour days, and not working seven days a week. And I just couldn't seem to grasp that. I didn't listen to other people when they told me to stop. I didn't listen to my body when it told me to rest. And it got to the point where I kind of lasted in being self-employed for about nine months before my body just shut down on my behalf. I ended up taking six months off of work. I realized that I had lost all the joy in what I was doing. I didn't really have any friends. I wasn't really enjoying my life. I was making all this money, but I didn't have anyone to enjoy it with and I didn't have any hobbies that I could spend it on and during this 6 months obviously there's so much to talk about about that but to sum it up I spent a lot of time in bed, and a lot of time kind of recovering from the craziness of what had just happened, but also I spent a lot of time rebuilding my business. And when I looked at my business, I realized there was a lot that I needed to change, particularly because I'd kind of fallen into being self-employed, I hadn't really ever taken time to consider, what do I want my business to look like? How do I wanna feel in my business? You know, what do I wanna do day to day? What do I really enjoy about this and what don't I enjoy? And how can I shape a business around that? I just kind of said yes to every single opportunity which got me a lot of success quote unquote but also obviously got me to a place of being overworked and burning out so when I was in this six months of time off I realized what I really loved and I asked myself a lot of big questions you know what do I want my work week to look like how do I want my job to feel what do I want to actually be doing what are people going to pay me for and that's when I kind of landed on the job role that I do now as a digital marketing coach what I didn't expect I think because I'd found such kind of instinctual success in the first time around of my business is that there will be anything difficult about doing it the second time around. I think just because the first time, because I'd literally fallen into everything and I'd been really privileged to have opportunities to come my way and I'd never reached out to clients, they'd always come to me, I just assumed the exact same would happen. And that the second I launched back and said, hey, I've got a website, hey, I'm a digital marketing coach, I would be fully booked just as I would before and I'd be making all this money and it would be really successful. But no, I'm sure you can tell that did happen, didn't happen, because you're listening to this episode today, which is all about the last few months of my business when things haven't felt successful and I haven't had any clients. So a bit of a spoiler alert, that's how the story ends. Um, But to kind of cut a long story short, I ended up getting to this uh, kind of early this year in my business... I'm realizing that things didn't feel as successful as I was making them out to be. And I don't mean that in a deceitful way. I mean that in the way of when people said, how is your business going? How are things going in business? I would kind of go, yeah, yeah, it's good. Obviously, I've changed my offerings. I've changed direction. I've made a change in my business. That's so just taking time to work through And I think for a few months, I really stood by that. And I do still stand by that. I think when you change anything, you have to be prepared for the fact that there's always gonna be some form of backlash. It's not always, you're not necessarily gonna like seamlessly transition from one thing to another. If you change something between two seasons, there's probably gonna be a difficult part in between those two seasons where you have to dig deep and really believe that that change is gonna come through. And I think looking back, that's what this kind of last season in my business was like for me. I hate the word season, but I can't think of a better word. I guess the last period in my business, but then I just think about periods. So I'm just gonna say season. That's what the last season in my business has looked like. And I didn't expect it, which I think was one of the most difficult things. I changed my services. I went from being a social media manager to a digital marketing coach. And I just assumed that that would instantly be a success. And I think because I didn't expect the fact that there would be this season of difficulty and be this season of almost having to dig deep and having to believe that this change was a good decision, I think it came as such a shock. And therefore, I almost found myself just kind of like pretending that everything was fine because I was just so shocked by it. I was like, I don't know what's happening. I've never experienced this before. It sounds incredibly privileged, but genuinely up until kind of earlier this year, I'd never experienced real kind of doubts in my business before. I'd never experienced the doubt of what if I don't make enough money or what if I don't get any clients in or what if I actually just can't do this. And I'm so glad that I experienced that because I think before then I was really just riding the wave of being very new to business and having a lot of great opportunities. But I don't think that I really dug deep. And I think when I look back, when I look at this kind of last season that I'm going to talk about more in a minute. I'm so grateful from it because the work that I did in that place and the kind of digging deep and the creating the foundations that I did from that place of kind of really not knowing what was going on and really not having any work coming my way, I would have never probably done before. I think if earlier in this year, I had just seamlessly transitioned into a digital marketing coach and had all of my client spaces booked up, I would have never been forced to have a space where I sit down and say, what do I need to change? What do I need to do? What do I need to create? And how do I need to develop myself to get to where I wanna be? Um, so to kind of take you back and give you kind of the story, I had obviously said I was gonna be a digital marketing coach late last year. So to kind of give a time frame to it, the six months off was, Uh, from January 2017 so I kind of eased back into business in the summer and then I relaunched myself in September but the tricky thing was is that obviously I had bills to pay not as many bills as many people I'm very privileged to live at home and therefore kind of have a lot of flexibility in terms of not needing necessarily to make income goals but obviously I still needed money to live I needed to put um, petrol in my car and I needed to you know go to Ikea and buy meatballs and chips. So I kind of said yes to whatever work was coming my way, which I don't regret. I think sometimes you need to do what you need to do. So what I ended up doing was going back into offering social media management because that was what my inquiries were, because that is what I'd offered before. So for about four months from September last year to kind of early this year, I was offering social media management and getting paid retainers just like I had before. And I think then I had a bit of a light bulb moment at the very start of this year. And it felt like a real deja vu. Exactly a year since I had taken six months off because of burnout, I realized I was walking back into the exact same thing. I was in the exact same role that I was in before. After doing all that soul searching and changing everything up so that I wouldn't do that, I was walking back into the same thing. And I just realized if I'm gonna do this, if I'm actually going to shift my offerings so that they respect me as a person and stop me from burning out and stop me from losing all the joy that I have in my business I need to commit to this so I went through the process of dropping all of those clients which was let me tell you an experience in itself um I obviously had to kind of finish up what I'd offered them and kind of cut end those ties and finish what I'd started and it was kind of mid this year so maybe like February or March where I was truly clientless and like when I say clientless I literally mean clientless like I'm not just saying that to be dramatic I didn't still have any money coming in like I literally had no one who was working with me I had no money coming in and I'm not saying that to be dramatic because the reality is I'm here now in a position where I'm recording this which obviously shows you that there's been a bit of a full circle experience um, but I'm sharing that just to say like tell the brutal honesty of it is that I had no money coming in and I know that many people like I've already said are in a position to be okay with that because they have a family to feed or they have a mortgage to pay but I just th- said to myself look I'm not going to take money until it's for this new role that I want to be in because I don't trust myself to kind of transition to this new job role without just saying yes to doing exactly what I'd done before. So that was probably the start of this year. And to be honest, I had a couple of clients then coming in over the next few months. So kind of over March and April and May, I probably brought in about three or 4,000 pounds in my business, which covered the website developments I was making and kind of my general outgoings and my personal expenses, but it really didn't leave anything in terms of savings. And it was at that point when those kind of couple of clients payments had already gone through that I realized, okay, things are still a little bit difficult. I'm not feeling any traction and when I talk about traction I don't just mean clients and I don't just mean money, I mean any form of anything which tells me that I'm going in the right direction and doing the right thing. I wasn't really seeing any audience growth on my email list or on the podcast or on my Instagram. I wasn't finding myself connecting with many people or making kind of business friends, as you might say. I don't know what the right word is for those people. Um, but when I say traction, I just mean I wasn't experiencing anything in my business that was saying, telling me that I was doing the right thing and going in the right direction. And that was a really difficult thing. It was really tricky to feel like I was just being completely stagnant. And I was just sat there kind of like, well, I don't really know what to do. I, like I said, I'd never been in a position before of not having clients and not having opportunities come my way that I suddenly realized, okay, I guess I'm gonna have to do something about it. I think I lasted for about one or two months where I didn't have any inquiries or any new clients and realized, I guess that I'm gonna have to fix this. Like, oh, guess who the business owner is, me. I don't have any employees that I can delegate my sales to and I don't have any colleagues that I can chat to this to or a boss that I can just, you know, vent to. Like, I am all of those things to myself. And it was the first time that I'd really had that realization of like, oh, this is my job like I need to figure this out this is my problem um and it was in that moment that I think I realized I had two options I could either give up and say I tried It worked out the first time in my business. I don't know why it's not worked out this second time. I can't figure it out. I can't make it work. And I just want to give up. And I don't think that would have been a bad thing to do. I think often we put shame and guilt surrounding giving up. I think if you give up and you can truly say to yourself with wholehearted honesty, I tried my best and I did everything I could, then great, go for it. You are free to go and change your mind and try something else. But I think in that moment, I didn't quite, I didn't even actually really think about giving up. I think I just realized but I'm quite stubborn. So I think because I told people everything was going well and because I told people that I was gonna be doing this and had this dream to do this, I was like, well, now I'm gonna have to do it, I guess. So it was in that moment of kind of two to three months, not really experiencing any traction, a little bit tumbleweed everywhere. I realise, okay, I guess I need to dig in. I guess I need to actually do something about this and make some steps myself. And I will acknowledge that I actually felt real shame about where I was at. And I guess I'm sharing this with you this whole episode really because I know that there is real shame and real guilt and real kind of embarrassment surrounding failing in your business. And I don't mean failing in the sense of everything going wrong and you having to give up or quit or let things go. I mean failure that feels kind of like this everyday thing. Failure when there's no emails in your inbox or failure when people don't actually book with you or people inquire but then they actually never, never happen. Or failure when you put something out there and people aren't interested or people don't buy or you don't get the growth that you're expecting or maybe even the numbers go down. And I think sometimes we don't talk about that because there's all this talk of manifestation and you know, if you, can, if you dream it and you try your best then you can get it. But the reality of what I was feeling in my business at the time is that I had this dream. I knew that it was going to work, kind of, maybe. I knew that it could work, but it wasn't. And I didn't really know what to do about that. I was like, I have no clue what I'm meant to do in this moment because I know there's a gap in the market for this. I know there's a need for it. I've seen success before, but I have no clue why that's not working for me now. And I did feel real shame. And the reality is I didn't tell anyone about that like genuine reality, I didn't tell my boyfriend, I didn't tell my family, I didn't tell my friends and that's not something I'm proud of, I wish I had, if you're in that position now I'd encourage you to reach out because it's so refreshing when, not refreshing, maybe refreshing is the wrong word, it's so, it's a real weight lifted off your shoulders when you can talk about something with someone else and I guess it's almost like a confession thing isn't it, I think it can be very heavy to carry the responsibility and carry that failure and that shame and that kind of uncertainty all by yourself um but the reality is is that I'm I didn't you know that's a very hypocritical thing for me to say because I didn't do that because I felt real shame I felt you know I, I've said I'm going to do this thing i said that I everything's going well and I've told everyone everything's going well but it's really not so I don't really know how to cope with this and I guess in the moment my only decision in that moment was like well I've told everyone it's going well and I really want this to go well so I'm gonna have to dig in and make this go well and I want to share this next bit with you because I know that I would have really benefited from something a bit practical I realized that the whole of this episode may have comforted you and may have helped you feel that you're not alone but it's definitely not actually given you anything practical to do And particularly when you don't have clients and you're not busy, and you're not actually having anything to do, quote unquote, it can be really hard to actually know what to fill your time with. Because it's obviously a very passive thing to sit back and wait for clients to come in. But if you're in a business where maybe that's not necessarily something that's gonna be effective for you, you can't necessarily cold call people to sell your services. um, It's really hard to know how you can kind of take a forefront. What's the opposite of the word passive? That's what I'm looking for, but I keep not, so I keep saying not passive, but I don't actually know the word for passive. I'm going to Google it and then come back to the episode. Um, Guys, it turns out I can't find the word that I'm thinking about. So if you know the word that I'm thinking about, that's the opposite of passive, please let me know. But for now, I'm just gonna say not passive. Um, I realized that I wanted an approach, I needed an approach really, that would keep me busy, give me something to do, but also put me in control of what was happening. Particularly when we are digitally facing and I realized that a lot of my clients really need to come to me. There's only so much advertising and marketing and promoting myself that I can do. I still wanted to know what I could do to get myself one step closer to where I wanted to be. And I guess so that if I say down the road, realize that this wasn't what I wanted to do, I would be able to say I have tried everything and I have done everything that's in my power. So I've written down a few things, which I definitely wasn't very conscious that I was doing at the time, but are the things that I did, which kind of got me out of that rut, got me out of that season of kind of nothingness in my business and got me to where I am now, which is more that I'll talk about at the end. And whether you're in this place of having some difficulty in your business, either financially or with customers or with clients or in whatever way, if you don't feel like there's a ton of traction in your business at the moment, I would suggest you to do these things. Even if you do them in a really short way and you just spend an hour and a half doing it, I think it's a really effective way for us to take a very non-passive approach to running our businesses because it it gives us the control of where we're going and what we're doing. And it puts us back in the driver's seat really. Um, and if you are in the place that I was a few months ago where things feel really difficult, even if you look very successful and you're fully booked but actually you're not happy with what you're doing, this might help you to shift things in a different direction and kind of deal with that change and deal with what will come as a result of that because I do think that the reality is of any change in a business is that it often um, impacts in the way that there is some difficulty off the back of that, which is obviously what I experienced. Um, But let's talk practical stuff. The first thing that I would encourage anyone to do and that I did was to take a step back. I think we're very used to working in our businesses. You can fill in the blank there, working in your business might look like creating content, talking to clients, sending out customer orders, making designs, making cakes, whatever. When you talk about a sale in your business, whatever that looks like, working in your business is anything you do to make that sale happen. Working on your business is when you take a step back and look at your business from a different perspective and almost give yourself that kind of different perspective on everything. I think this is often why we find ourselves turning to business coaches or mentors because it can be really, really tricky as the person who's working in the business 24-7 on their own, it can be really hard for, us to take a step back and have a shift of mindset and suddenly be working on the business. Now, working on the business is when we're looking at changing things to do with the structure of what we do or the processes or kind of the foundations, I guess, of what we do. If you think of your business as a house, like what you offer and your clients and your customers and what you get up to and what you create, that's the house, that's the structure, that's the thing that actually makes up your business. But none of that would be there and none of that would be as secure and as kind of defined and developed as it is if you didn't have the foundation of kind of the structure behind your business. So I would say that's how I define the difference between working on and in your business. And for me, having a more kind of um, not passive approach to, now, if you've thought of the word that I'm thinking of, you can just put that in instead of the word that I'm saying. Um, But having that more kind of, driver's seat approach to dealing with this failure, I think one of the first things you have to do is to get your head out of the working in and get your head into the working on. Um, Because I think what i realized is like, well, if I'm not booking people and I'm not actually attracting the inquiries and the traction that I'm hoping for in my business, it's probably because of something that I'm not quite doing right. And if I wanna assess my business, the best way to do that is to get to the core, get to the center, get to the foundations, and work on those. Because everything happens as a result of that. If you literally think of it as a if your foundations aren't secure you can work all you want on the house but it's just gonna fall down after a few weeks or it's not gonna look great but if you have really fantastic foundations and you build your way up from that you're gonna have a super strong and super defined and also I guess succinct structure I don't know I keep talking about houses but that will be step number one take a step back and look at your business from a different perspective Number two, which I think you need to do more for your sake than your business's sake, is to write down and celebrate the wins you've already had. Now, this was a really helpful thing for me to do, not for no reason more than the fact that it helped me to say, I know, slash I think, slash I'm pretty sure that I can do this. Oh my gosh, it can be so difficult when there's no emails in your inbox and there's no inquiries and your bank account just seems to keep going down and none of the numbers are telling you that you're going in the right direction and you've just made this big change that, everything that has happened as a result of it can be really hard to stay motivated I think that choice to dig deep and dig into what you decided to do is an everyday decision because it can be really demotivating the smallest thing can feel like a setback and it can be really hard even like I would struggle seeing other people talking about being fully booked out if they'd say you know I'm currently booking for I don't know like December 27 27 and I'd be like oh my gosh, they're booked out for like 4,000 years and I'm not even booked for like today. Um, That was really difficult and it helped me to have a list in my notes on my laptop which said everything that I had ever done well. The tiniest things from being featured on someone else's podcast to winning that client or to getting that bonus or to having that cool free thing come in the mail. Like all these things that to me felt like a win I had them in a list because I needed to turn to them every time that I needed that energy and that momentum to dig deep, and every time that I needed to tell myself, you can do this. Because what I noticed when I wrote down my wins is that the only common denominator in every single one was me. I really struggled when I looked back initially on the success, quote unquote, of my first business, because I thought I was only successful because of what I offered. And now that I don't offer that, I'm not going to be successful but when i wrote down these wins i realized that the only thing that was common in every single one was the fact that it had me involved and that so so encouraged me because it just showed me i can achieve what i'm wanting to achieve because the common denominator is still there which is me even though my services are changing even though the person that it's for is changing I have faith and I believe that that's still gonna work because track record says that as long as I'm in it and my heart's in it, it does well. And I don't mean that to sound arrogant. I think that could sound really prideful, but I think it's important for us to acknowledge what we've achieved and also acknowledge that the only thing that's made that happen often is ourselves. Yes, we get real amounts of help from other people. Yes, it was great opportunities. Yes, a lot of amazing things came my way and I was in the right place at the right time. But all of those things still happened because of me and having that list there and knowing that I was the reason that all those things happened was so, so affirming and kind of encouraging for the days that I most needed it. Now, the third thing I did was to redefine and I guess define, because I don't think I'd ever defined it before, what success was going to look like for me. Now, I love the way that Lola Hode, who's the founder of One Girl Band and she has a podcast called One Girl Band, puts it. um, She did an episode recently all about kind of getting back on your feet after burnout or getting back on your feet after a failure. And one of the things that she talked about in that was re um, kind of defining your version of success. And I love the way that Lona phrases it, your version of success, because it's so true that when we say the word success, we probably have an instant thing in our mind that we think of. Maybe it's like a white picket fence with a family and a Labrador, or maybe it's someone who's really rich, has a great car. But it's important to acknowledge that as every single one of us is different, so is our version of success. Your version of success might be to make enough money to support your family so that you can be a work-at-home mum and you can spend time with the people that you love. Or for someone else it might be growing your business to a place where you can outsource everything and go on holiday a lot or sell your business and make a profit. And I think it's important when you're in a place of not quite knowing where things are going, when you're in a place of not quite knowing what you should do and where you should go and whether this even is the right thing for you. It's such an Useful thing to actually define that thing of success. And I would encourage you off the back of this episode to go and listen to Lola's episode, which I'll link in the show notes. Because if I'd have listened to that two or three months ago, I can promise you that I would have saved myself quite a lot of hassle, quite a lot of figuring out, and a whole lot of making up as so I went along because she just so beautifully talked through like practically what it can look like to define that version of success and understand how you need to get there. And once you've listened to Lola's episode and you've defined what success looks like for you, it's then about figuring out what does it look like for you to get to that place, which is where every single one of the next steps come from. The next step that I would encourage you to do, and really I think for me, it was these next steps which made my I guess turnaround, I guess success story, I don't know what I would call that. I guess my X Factor moment where everything was so bad and there was sad music playing in the background and I made no money and I had no clients to where I am now, which is a very, very different story. Um, I guess, to me, the biggest thing that has made that transition happen and taken, I guess, flipped my situation around has been these next few steps. So, the first thing that I would suggest you to do is to audit every single area of your business. And this is impossible to do if you haven't done text. Tech- step one, which is to take a step back. Um, So whether that means literally booking a day out of your business and not looking at your emails and not booking anything in and literally just taking your head away from working in to working on. But I would encourage you to look at every single area of what you do in your business, write it down. Everything from your customer experience to your client onboarding, to the way that you send emails, to the content that you create, to the financial structures that you have in place, to the spreadsheets that you use, to the way that you plan things, to the way that you write your to-do lists, to the way that you, I don't know, look at your desk and to the way that you plan your week, like every single part of your business that creates that foundation. When I talked about you know that idea of a house, when you're talking about auditing every area of your business, I mean, auditing everything that makes up that foundation. And what I did is I wrote down a list. So I made kind of subheadings, like I said, like my customer onboarding. And then under that, I would say my invoices and my contracts and the emails that I would send back and forth and the way the clients would book in. And I made this kind of mega, mega list of every single area of my business and every detail that was within that. And slowly but surely, I went through that whole list. And I looked at what was working, what wasn't working. But what I really did was keep taking myself back to that version of success that I just defined and asked myself, does that fit in with that? Does this thing that I'm doing, does the way that I'm creating this, does the way that I'm structuring that fit into that version of success that I have just said that I want to be at? And if it didn't, I would change it. And it took so much time. I want to say so much time, I don't know, maybe like it took a good like two or three weeks in my business but A, that was because I had nothing else to do so I could give myself that time but also I realised the the more that I started doing it, the more I realised how much everything that I was doing needed to change and shift so that it was in line with that definition of success that I had just drawn up for myself and I genuinely believe that that was the biggest thing that changed my business. I think that's the biggest thing that shifted my position so that I am where I am now and I think that's for a few reasons um I, at the end of the day I don't know 100% why inquiries suddenly started coming in and everything started feeling more um easy and I started getting that kind of traction that I was craving but I do think one of the biggest reasons I did that is that that happened was because I was in the right headspace and my intention was really really set I had this definition of success at the real forefront of my mind. And I think when we do that, subconsciously, everything that we create, everything that we do, every conversation that we have is so much more in line with where we wanna be and therefore it gets us further to that place. And I don't mean for that to sound super like wishy-washy or woo-woo or like, I don't know insert like slightly wacky, I guess, mystical word there. Um, but I do genuinely believe that what that did for me was mean that every single thing that I was doing within my business was in line with that definition of success and therefore getting me one step closer to that and it is that analogy of a house because my foundations were in line with that definition of success because my foundations were secure and because my foundations was something that I had a real handle over I think the house that began to get built on top of that was so much more secure but also so much more in line with that definition of success I guess when I look back at the start of this year when I was making money and having clients, but they weren't in line with what I wanted and where I wanted to go, I think that happened because I didn't change anything in my business. When I relaunched last year, I relaunched with the exact same structures and the exact same mindset and the exact same processes. And really it's no surprise that I attracted the same clients, brought on the same contracts and had the same retainers because everything else I was doing was exactly the same. I wish someone had told me sooner, hey, If you're changing your services that dramatically, you should probably change almost everything else about your business, because I definitely spent a few months just kind of passively sitting back like, cool, one of the new clients is going to come in. But I wish I could go back and shake myself and say, you need to change the foundations if you want to change the building that's going to happen on top. But hey, I figured it out after a few months, and that was really what August looked like for me. I was super, super busy, but I wasn't busy with client work. I was busy creating the foundations and redefining every single area of my business. Um, so that was kind of it. That was what that period looked like for me where I was struggling for clients and I didn't have tons of money coming in. I had money here and now I wasn't like, literally incomeless for six months, I would have been A little bit terrifying, Um, but pretty much there are less. I definitely wasn't having any opportunities or any income coming in which felt in line with where I wanted to be, which is really, I think, why I felt like I was failing. I could have had all the money coming in the world, but because I'd said I want to be in this place and I want my business to look like this, and it didn't, that to me was what that failure felt like. Um, And I also think one of the things that really helped me when I was in that months, very definitely more than one month, it was quite a few months, of feeling like I wasn't getting anywhere and feeling like I didn't know where I wanted to be and questioning all these things. There were two things that definitely really helped me throughout that, which I didn't realize I was doing at the time, but I definitely look back and think that really helped my mindset. The first thing I did was I gave it a time frame, which obviously was a conscious thing that I did. I remember deciding very clearly when I first kind of shifted my services and I said I'm going to drop all of my clients early this year and I said you know I'm literally just going to offer what I want to offer and therefore just take my business in that direction I remember saying to myself I'm going to try until the end of the year I'm going to try until the end of 2018 and if I don't see any traction and I don't get any evidence that this is the right step for my business then I'm going to admit that maybe it's not the right thing and try something else. And like I've said, there's no shame surrounding that, but I knew that if I gave myself a time frame, not only would I feel okay with the decision if at the end of this, this year it wasn't working and I needed to change, but also I knew that that would give the, me this real kind of fire under myself of like, okay, I'm gonna try my very best for these few months that I've given myself because I know that it's not just gonna be endless trying, I know that it's just in this period I'm going to try my very best and if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. So that really helped me to give it a time frame and tell myself how long I was going to try for and kind of allow myself also that grace that if I got to the end of that time frame I could make that decision to stop, give up, change, whatever that was going to look like. And, and like I can honestly tell you this is probably one of the biggest things as well for me was getting in community. Oh my goodness, does everything about our business change when we connect with people who get it, get in community with likewise people and just find ourselves in an environment where we're encouraged to talk about The good stuff, the bad stuff, the challenging stuff, the difficult things, even if you're not in a community where you are quite comfortable yet to share what's going on with you, I would just encourage you to get into one because it really changes the way that you do business. I know how alone I felt over the last few months. I felt like I was the only one failing. I was the only one struggling. Everyone else was so perfect and everyone else's business was going so well, but mine wasn't. Um, And the second I joined into community, the second I made a conscious decision to surround myself with other business owners, I realized, oh, everyone else is feeling a very similar thing. And I'm not just the one that's struggling with stuff and not everyone looks as successful as I'm making them out to look. Um, And that really helped with me. So I would encourage you in whatever way that looks like to you, whether you're at a place where your business is going great and you think great, that definition of success is a reality, amazing for you, but you still need to be in community. So if I said that point and you thought, ooh, I don't feel like I'm surrounded by likewise people, or people that get it or people that encourage me or tell me that it's okay to fail, then I'd encourage you to do that. And hey, if you're in the place where I was a few months ago of everything feeling like it's so difficult, let me tell you digging in is so much easier when you are surrounded by people that are doing the very same thing as you. Um, I just wanted to give a shout out now, I'm not being told to do this, but I'm just so in love with The concept, I'm so in love with the reality of it and I'm so in love with the way that this group has genuinely transformed my business, which is The Coven. And you may have listened to my episode a few weeks back with Sapphire, who's the founder of it. And I just wanna tell you that if you are not already part of The Coven, first of all, you're crazy. But second of all, I would just encourage you to just go and look, just go and try. Like memberships literally start from two pound 50 a week. And for that price, you get access to a group of incredible women who are there to mentor you and support you and cheer you on and give you ideas and give you inspiration and answer your questions. But you're also in a space where it's okay to talk about the failure. It's okay to talk about the challenges. It's okay to talk about what's not going well. And it's just a safe space. Um, I'm just in love with the vision of what Sapphire's created. She's all about community over competition and that line, I think it's easy to hear it and not really understand what it means. But what that line means is that when one girl's business is going incredibly well and everything is very successful, it looks like her supporting someone else who's in a very different place just because just because we are kind people and we wanna support each other and we care about giving other people the same space that we would wanna be given ourselves. So I would encourage you off the back of this episode, if you're not already part of the coven, I can tell you that it's been one of the best business decisions I've made of this year and most likely one of the things that helped me to get to the place where my business is now one of the things that really flipped my mindset on its head of going from being really passive and just seeing my failure as something that was happening to me and seeing myself as a victim to realizing oh my business is my business i'm in control of this so i should probably make a step towards it and i can tell you that being a part of the coven and investing the tiny amount of money that i did invest to be a part of it did make a real difference in my business. Um, and that was a real kind of mindset sh- mindset? <laughs> mindset, shifter for me as well. Um, but I guess to end this episode off, it will probably be helpful to give you a few conclusions and to actually tell you where my business is now, because I've talked, I guess not negatively, this hasn't felt like a negative recording, um, but I have talked about obviously the past few months of my business, where I haven't had a lot of money, have not a lot of clients, things haven't felt successful, I've not had a lot of traction, quote unquote word, um, to tell you where I am now and where I am as a result of digging in and where I am as a result of not giving up and doing all those things I've talked about and trying every single thing I think i think of to try. Um, my business is now a place where I absolutely love what I do. It is so crazy to think back to a month, even a month ago, where I really didn't know how much longer I could keep trying for, and I had no clue at what point it was okay to give up. I didn't even know if I was going in the right direction. I was questioning if even I was good enough to be doing this. To think to where I am now, I'm fully booked with clients, which feels ridiculous to say, and please know I don't say that from a place of, thinking that I'm the best person in the world, I say it from a place of saying, hey, you've listened to this episode, you know exactly what these last few months have been like, and I think when you know the context of that, you can just see that me saying that I'm now fully booked is just absolutely crazy, and I guess you can understand why for me saying that sentence feels a little bit like it's not true, because I can't quite believe how that's turned around, but anyway, I'm now fully booked with clients, my inbox is almost every single day having really exciting opportunities coming into it. I'm being featured on other people's podcasts. I've been on different people's blogs. I've got a few speaking engagements coming up this um, autumn, winter. Um, and all those things to say, not to say, look how great I am, or look how successful I am. But just to say that, If you're in the place where I was a few months ago, things can change and things do get better. And whether they get better in the same way that it's got better for me, which is things going in the way you want them to and you finding that traditional, I guess, success that you want, or whether it gets better because you find something else that brings you joy or find something else that's the right next step for you, it can change. But I would just encourage you, do the things that I've encouraged you to do in this episode take the driver's seat and be the one that makes the change in your business. And even if you can do just one thing every single day that gets you a step closer to that definition of success, do it. Because at least then you can say that you've tried and let me promise you, nine times out of 10, doing that thing every single day is actually gonna get you a step closer to that definition of success. You're not just doing it for the sake of mindset. You're not just doing it for the sake of being busy auditing areas of your business, developing the foundations of what you wanna create does make an incredible difference. And I guess I'm an example of that and I can genuinely sit here and tell you that that's what happened and has happened and I hope is gonna continue to happen in my business. Obviously, there's so much more I could say on the topic. I could talk about the fact that now I'm terrified that this is like a one month, two month glory period and suddenly everything's gonna fail and I'm gonna wish that I hadn't treated myself With some of the money that I've made, I wish I'd saved it because who knows what's going to happen next. But hey, I'm trusting that if I continue to take steps back and I continue to develop the foundations of my business and ensure that everything that I'm doing is with that definition of success in mind, I think I believe that everything that comes as a result is going to be in line with that. And hey, having a business is never straightforward, so I'm ready for whatever the next challenge is going to bring. Um, But I guess if I were to give you three very short conclusions from this episode and three things for you to take away and to remember. The first thing would be that behind any success that you see is a ton of hard work, a ton of grit, and a ton of days where it does not feel like a success. Let me just promise you that from being in the position where I'm sure you might even look at what I'm doing now and my busy schedule and my booked out clients and my exciting opportunities, blah, 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 and think, oh my gosh, I want that. I just wanna encourage you from being on the, I guess the other side of it now, Um, which I'm not saying that I'm only going to struggle once and now (laughs) everything's great. I just mean that I've obviously experienced a real kind of shift. Um, There is a lot that goes into that and so much more than I think we often show um, and so much more than we definitely see, particularly on Instagram because everything has a filter and everything looks pretty. Um, The second conclusion is that change can be the most difficult thing you do in your business, but if it is the right change, it can be the most worthwhile thing you can do as well. I am so grateful for myself for digging in. It would have been really easy to just say, okay, people wanna hire me for a social media management role, and that makes me some money, and it gets me clients, and it makes me look successful, so I'm just gonna do that. But there was a gut instinct which said no, That is not the job role that's right for me. That doesn't respect my boundaries. That causes my mental health to flare up. That's not the right type of work for me. And making that change, as you've heard in the whole of this episode, has been the most difficult change that I've ever had to make. But now being in a position where that change is, Coming into fruition, I can wholeheartedly say it's the best decision I've ever made and the best decision I've followed through on as well. Um, And the third and final conclusion to kind of bring the back of this episode is that the only thing that's really in your control as a business owner is whether you're gonna take one step closer to where you wanna be. So I'd encourage you even if you have just one day or a half an hour or an hour where you don't feel like you're achieving that definition of success or you don't feel like you're getting anywhere or you're questioning where you're meant to be or maybe if you're even good enough to do that thing or get to that place, remind yourself that really the best thing that you can do is say hey what's my version of success, what's my definition of success and then take one step closer to that and I guess if you I can encourage you to do anything off the back of this episode. It would be to do that, to think of you know what's that what's that one thing that I could do today that gets me closer to that version of success, and give yourself that experience of being in control of that. And then obviously the second thing I'd advise you to do is to join the coven because it's it's life changing. Genuinely, I know I talk about it a lot, and I've already had a whole episode about it. But I just want to encourage you off the back of all the other things that I've advised that you do in this episode to get in community and the best community that I've experienced is the coven so get along to that or whether you want to go to some events or just meet some people or just slide into some people's dms find some people who get it connect with the community and I can promise you that so much will change um, but that's it for today's episode I'm sorry this has been a long episode but I wanted it to be real, I wanted it to be honest, I wanted to tell you as much of the story as I could because I was conscious that just having part of it might be incredibly negative or incredibly intense or incredibly prideful. So hopefully you've seen a bit of a big picture here. Um, and if I could also encourage you that off this episode, I hope that this has given you a bit of comfort and encouragement and I hope that it's inspired you to maybe share some of your vulnerability and your story. I do think in the small business world and on Instagram and blah, 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 we can make things look really shiny and really perfect. And I do think that there's something really powerful that happens when we admit that things aren't always as perfect as they seem. So whether that's you just sharing the fact that your day has been a bit rubbish or that you spilt food on yourself, or it could be as big like me as admitting that you haven't had clients for two or three months and that your bank account just kept going down. I'm not requiring you to be the most crazy vulnerable person ever because the reality is that might not be comfortable for you. But just in whatever way that might look like for you, I'd encourage you today or tomorrow or next week or next month To use your platform, use what you've got online in some way to encourage someone else that you're not perfect, but you're still doing the incredible stuff that you're doing. Because I think that's what's amazing is that we can be these really successful and inspiring and incredible women who are also regularly failing, regularly getting things done and definitely making everything up as we go along. That is just Crazy, but very exciting that those two can exist in the same world. But anyway, I'm going to stop talking. If you do have two minutes to spare, I'm sure you know what I'm going to say. Please consider leaving a review on iTunes. This podcast um, really is something I love doing. And as I've already talked to the start of this episode, things are changing and I'm so excited to take it in this new direction. I'm so excited to create a space where business owners can find encouragement and comfort in kind of real life stories and real women talking about their experience of running a business. So if you did want to share the love I would love for you to leave a review on iTunes it literally takes two minutes tell me what you love about the podcast share it on your Instagram stories whatever you'd like to do but I would really appreciate that it would mean the world but anyway that's it from me I'll be back next Friday for an episode all about money one of my favorite topics in the world so stay tuned for that but until then I hope you have a great week